0: So today, Elisha and I are going to be sharing our thoughts and mindsets surrounding singleness. Elisha going to share some of his re- regrets of when he was single, which should be interesting. <laughs> and I'm just going to share kind of my mindset around being single as well. So we're going to be speaking to men and women. We get questions a lot about Waiting to find your spouse, which you should be doing while waiting to find your spouse. And we aren't experts in this. We only have our own experiences to share, but we're going to share those experiences tonight on the topic of singleness. Before we jump in, if you have not left us a rating or review yet, that would mean so much to us if you would just tap on the stars, the five star, and if you would leave a written review. That is just the icing on the cake. But if you don't have time for that, just hit those five stars. It means so much to us, and it helps this podcast get seen by more families. And we're going to dive right in.
1: Hey, I'm Elisha Vogtberg.
0: And I'm his wife, Katie.
1: Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich.
0: Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way... There's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit.
1: We're so excited as you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready?
0: Let's go! Welcome back to the podcast. Hey. Hi, Elisha. How's Hi. it going today?
1: It's going great.
0: It's going good. We've had a few changes this week. What kind of have those been?
1: Well, you know, the change, I don't know if there's significant changes, but I think that changes are in the works. Yes. Wouldn't that's, you agree?
0: That's a good way to say it.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at some different job opportunities and, uh, yeah, I've got a few interviews set up this week for some different job opportunities. And so I'm excited to see what transpires. I might, I might have a new career here in the next month or so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'll keep you guys posted on how that goes, but you kind of feel like your customer service timer has ticked off. I think
1: my retail customer service, uh, time, like, yeah, I've expired. I've gotten, there was an expiration date on that, I think. And I think I'm, I've reached the expiration (laughs) date on my retail customer service career. And I'm really grateful for it. I've spent a lot of my adult years in retail and and doing customer service. And so much of it has been a joy and been really rewarding. Mm -hmm. But I found myself starting to like people less and less in that retail (laughs) context.
0: (laughs) starting to get too jaded. We're like, we need to move on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm excited to see if some of these opportunities come to fruition. And I think it would be a fun new season for our family.
0: Yeah, so we don't know if that'll mean relocating or staying here in Bend or what that looks like, but we're just kind of going down that path right now.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be fun.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, so your thoughts on singleness, Elijah? Thoughts on
1: singleness. It's kind of fun to actually talk about, I think, because because yeah. I've been single and you've been single. Yeah. But we're no longer single. That's why it's fun to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to be on this
0: side. (laughs) I'll be totally honest. It is really nice being married. When you marry the right person, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's... When I think about this, I definitely want to approach it with... I don't want to make any dogmatic statements around this topic, because I think that you, it's one of those move. There's so many moving parts and there's so many different situations with singleness and with marriage where it's hard to draw hard and fast rules. Um, and even with some of the verses that we're going to be referencing from the Bible, I'd say that some of these are, some of them are open to interpretation. I think some of them are very explicit, but I think some of them you can take multiple ways, but I just really for right now where I'm at in my life as a married man, I, and I wish I had this mindset actually as a single man is that I just viewed marriage as a good thing. Marriage is something that was created by God and he Mm -hmm. created it, I think for his glory, but he also created it for our benefit and our enjoyment. And as a single person, I don't think it's bad to desire marriage. In fact, I think it's a really good thing to desire this good gift that God has created but at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to be single either, even though God did say in, you know, in Genesis that it's not good for man to be alone. And so therefore he created Eve, you know, as his help and me. And that was kind of the remedy. Whoa, nice catch. Oh, that was
0: a good catch.
1: <laughs> well, <I don't> know. <laughs> you
0: guys probably didn't. I mean, well, you didn't see it. Not probably. You didn't. Yeah. But my notebook just slipped off the table and I just grabbed it. Good so. catch. Sorry. You were saying good things though. Thanks.
1: Uh, yeah. When, when, okay. I'm going to try to pick back up where we're you were saying
0: saying? Eve did Adam a lot of good. Yeah, he did. Brought sin into the world.
1: (laughs) No, that's not where I was going with that. (laughs) I'm teasing. Uh, God created Eve as a help me. And that was a remedy to, to not being good for man to be alone. And I think that that still applies in a lot of ways to, to this day when man's single, it's not good. For man to be alone and so therefore marriage can be a remedy to that now saying that it's not good i don't think it's sinful for man to be unmarried you know i don't think it's a Mm -hmm. bad thing for man to be unmarried but that said i think that you can have a wrong mindset towards marriage as a single person and the reason i say that is because i think i did at different seasons in my single life have just an unbiblical wrong mindset towards marriage and um i don't know what what do you think about that katie
0: well, I don't know what you what you were thinking before we got married.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because I think that I've seen two extremes, or at least the extremes always stick out. And so obviously there's a ton of people that have mindsets in the middle of these two extremes. But one is both men and women, they're waiting to find their purpose and to find any meaning and to find their value in marriage, even as a single person. And so they feel entirely unfulfilled or undirected. And they're really hoping to find that fulfillment and that direction and purpose in marriage.
0: I think you see that a lot yeah. in Christian circles because you know it's a good thing. It's yes. something worth pursuing. And so it's if it's not happening, if it's taking a long time, I think I went in and out of feeling that way. I wasn't single very long, but I think I went in and out of feeling lack of fulfillment, not being married. Yeah. But like you said, I think, that could be a good thing and that it's driving you to go through like dating people is exhausting or it can be. It was in my experience. It's emotional. And so it's good that you have that desire to be married because otherwise you probably wouldn't put up with all that you have to go through in the heartbreaks or, you know, it doesn't work out every time perfectly. Um, So I think that desire needs to be there in order for you to be willing to go through the process of finding your spouse.
1: Yes, 100%. And I think so on one hand, you have waiting to find your purpose and your fulfillment in marriage and feeling like your whole life is on hold. And like you said, at the root of that, could be good. it could be a good thing and that you're desiring a good thing and that can mm-hmm. lead to you pursuing a good thing. But then on the extreme, I think people will say, hey, my fulfillment's in the Lord. I'm complete in him, you know, and, and Psalm one says that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy at his right hand, are pleasures forevermore, you know, and second Peter t- verse chapter one tells us that we've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, that is call us to glory and virtue. And so we're complete in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I don't need any more completion. That's going to, that's going to take place through, through marriage. And I know that I had that mindset for a lot of my singleness. And then you find yourself starting to fight and combat this good desire to get married because just like you have all things that pertain to life and godliness through christ you still have an appetite to eat food right to keep your body nourished and so you still take action to provide for yourself so that you can purchase the food that you can put in your body and keep it going and that's not a lack of faith that's just operating within i think the realm of how god created mankind
0: yeah we are created as humans with certain Drives into desires and those were created to be fulfilled Mm -hmm. in certain ways. In
1: certain contexts. And so I think that, again, going back to some regrets that I had around this topic is I think that I had a little bit of a self-righteous, you know, holier-than-thou attitude around some of my other single friends that to me were being very proactive and trying to find a Christian or godly spouse, you know, a wife. And I kind of stood back and thought, oh, ye of little faith you know God will bring the right one to you just sit back and do nothing and he'll drop the girl at your door that's
0: what happened I fell on Elisha's head one day
1: <laughs> no never fell on my head that's not I how did the story I did actually
0: goes. while we were playing volleyball
1: you're time. right we weren't even dating yet <laughs> no it was inappropriate that was
0: really awkward
1: <laughs> yeah I'm glad that was unintentional on both by both of our obviously it was yeah. just embarrassing that, that was anyways yeah uh, that's a different story. Not for a different time, probably for a never time. Uh, anyways, I'm kind of talking a lot here, Katie. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts.
0: I'm enjoying hearing your thoughts. I think you're right on as far as just those two mindsets when it comes to marriage. And yeah. just like anything, you like life's about balance and we hear that. But I think as humans, it's so hard to find that balance. And sometimes I know in singleness, I found myself swinging back and forth from okay, I'm just going to be single and do, you know, pursue what I want. The Lord will bring the right person, you know, just go on my way. And then there were other times where I am like, I need to be around, you know, guys. Yeah, I need <laughs> to meet
1: some guys. Yeah,
0: totally. And I don't think either of those things are bad. Like you said, there can be health in both of those. You don't want to be a single girl who is not around guys at all. Like if you aren't around any eligible young men.
1: If you have a desire to get married.
0: if And you have that desire to get married then like, I don't see the point in that.
1: Right. I mean, not putting yourself around. Yeah. Other Christian men just going.
0: I know my dad was really, he has eight daughters and he didn't want us all to end up at home, you know? (laughs) So we went to so many camps and conferences and events and we were always around guys that were potential options. Hmm. And it, He wasn't like I'm trying to get you guys married off at all. Yeah, no, (laughs) he's not. He's not. He was devastated. Like, like, I feel like when we did get married, or he was so sad to see us leave his home. So yeah, don't get the wrong impression there. But that said, I say this because we were homeschooled. I homeschooled all the way through college. So for some people, it might be natural to go to a Christian college. Right there, you're around more, you know, like-minded people. Yeah, but in some situations you have to be more proactive to put yourself in those situations. Yes. Or maybe it's when school's done and you're 25 or 26 and you're in a work environment and there's no believers around you, Right. then it's like, okay, what am I doing to pursue this godly marriage?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Not,
0: yeah. Not in like a weird no. way. You well, can be like think, totally fulfilled yeah, in your life.
1: Exactly. And I think that that's a regret that I actually have is I would judge people that were being proactive and putting themselves in environments where they were more likely to meet somebody that could become a Christian spouse. And I was like, oh man, they're so, you know, you say they're so desperate or they're they're girl crazy or they're just, all they want is a wife. And I'd make fun of them when in reality, that was a very rational and logical thing to do. They have this God-given desire for a godly spouse. And so they're going to put themselves in, that, in the position to do that. And I don't think that is a lack of faith. You know, when I think about, pursuing a job when when you're young when you're 18 or when you're 16 and you and you want your first job you don't just sit at home and wait for god to bring the job to you i mean maybe people do but i think it's for at least in my circle it's a it's,
0: bad plan no
1: i feel like it's commonly understood It's like okay hey write up your resume great you write up your resume okay now write up a good cover letter for the job that you're applying for now go ahead and drop this application off at the 10 or 12 or 20 places that you might want to be hired at. Okay, great. You got three interviews. Go to, show up at the interviews, you know, and actually comb your hair and dress up and make a good presentation at the interview. And maybe one of these jobs will work. Now, I'm not trying to dumb marriage down.
0: Well, the timing's very applicable. I mean, I feel like we're going through this. Yeah, you're right. Now. I'm going
1: through all these job applications. <laughs> uh, but I'm not trying to simplify marriage to be this like methodical, you know, mechanical thing. Like, no, because a job there is. is
0: that aspect of the Lord does have it be the right person at the right time.
1: Yeah. Just like, I feel like the Lord does provide the right job for the right season and he provides for you, but you're the one that was being proactive and putting yourself in a position to get a job offered to you. And now it's
0: not a lack of faith to take action. Yeah. I don't think think that's what, yes, I a hundred percent
1: agree. Now I'll be the first to admit that Katie and I's relationship feels miraculous in a lot of ways. It, Wouldn't you say it
0: happened in spite of us? Yes, we exactly. did everything wrong.
1: Right. And so there's so much room and every I mean, anybody that knows anybody knows that there's so many marriage stories that are so unlikely where you did meet somebody in a bizarre, you know, context and you, and you hit it off and, and God, you know, brought you together. Maybe like Katie said, in spite of yourselves. So I know that's how we feel about our marriage. I feel like we did everything to prevent our marriage and yet it still worked out. And so I'm so grateful for that. Uh, But I don't think that it would have been wrong for me to be proactive in pursuing, you know, uh, pursuing, I guess, a marriage in a practical way.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you mentioned that one story when we were talking about that guy.
1: Yeah, you're right. I just
0: feel like that's so classic. Like you should share it because I think it's so classic to how I felt as a single person too. You know, when people try to set you up.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. I think I was 23 years old and this was, Katie and I weren't dating and I wasn't in a relationship at the time I was single and a guy, I still, I remember his first name, his first name was Jesse. I can't remember his last name, but he was a great guy. I think he was probably like 40, 45 years old and he had a few kids and I knew him enough. I just met him in a Christian context and I, and I respected him. You know, I was like, this guy loves the Lord. He speaks good things and he's really encouraging. And uh, he talked to me for a couple of hours and then he said, Hey, you know, he asked if I was in a relationship and I told him no, that I was single. And he goes, Hey, well, would you be interested in, um, meeting, this girl that's living at, at my family's house. I think, you know, she was about my age. She was single and he spoke very highly of her. He goes, she loves the Lord. She's, I I know that she desires to get married. Uh, she wants to, you know, have children. I hear that you want to have children. Uh, He goes, I really do think that you guys have a lot in common and that you could hit it off. He goes, would you, would you be willing to go out to dinner? Would you be interested in going out to dinner and getting to know her? And I thought, and I told him, I was like, Oh no, no, no. Like I, I was like all sheepish and (laughs) I'm like laughing about, I was like, no, no way. And I'm not going to do that. And I think I probably did that a lot in my singleness and people would just be like, Oh, okay. Like totally get it. No worries. But he, this was the first person that challenged me on why I was saying no. He goes, he goes, Oh, okay. Like wh- why aren't you interested? And I go, well, I just, I'm not going to just go on a blind date. And he goes, why not? I go, well, I don't, he goes, she's a Christian. You're a Christian. You both want to get married. What's keeping you from going on a date? And I go I, I, I don't have a good reason at all. Like, there was no good reason for me to not go on a date with this girl that was a Christian. It sounded like sh- we shared a lot of values and was desiring the same thing that I was, and that was marriage. Now, w- the schedules didn't work out, and we weren't able I'm to get not, together.
0: I'm not, like, super bummed Elisha didn't go out on the date with
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, again, this is why it's so funny to talk about these things, I think, because... We're standing here, we're sitting here in this position of being married, and I'm so grateful that the Lord worked in spite of us. Mm -hmm. But that says, I still think I can learn from a lot of my past mindsets going forward in different areas. Whether that, I mean, I still think I need to have a good mindset towards marriage, and I think Mm -hmm. I still need to have a good mindset towards children, and towards family, and towards working and providing for my family. And
0: being open towards different opportunities. Right.
1: That are possibilities and not just
0: shutting them down. Yes. Because they aren't coming into our lives how we anticipated everything to flow in so smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That totally makes
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the story of, I was kind of convicted because that was the first time that I got called out on having this, this set in stone mindset of, no, you don't like proactively go talk to girls. You know, you, you stay in your little comfort zone and you know, a girl, a girl's car is going to break down next to where you work and she's going to come ask for you to fix her car and you're going to fall in love. You know, like that, something like that, you know, something totally random that happened Sounds in one like movie a good
0: country song.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Obviously it's happened enough for people to bank, you know, their whole future on it. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's necessarily wrong to be proactive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when I think of being single as a single woman, I remember going and reading Proverbs 31 And reverse engineering, what does this look like as a single woman? Hmm. And I wrote this down. I did a big study on it because Proverbs 31 woman's like the ideal woman, right? In the Bible, as far as she has all the attributes. She Hmm. does everything. She does it all well. It's kind of overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) But she's like the female ideal. And the thing is, is that she's married. So I think going back to that and looking at what would she be doing when she was single is important because in verse 12 of Proverbs 31, it says that she brings her husband good and not evil all the days of her life. So that means before she ever marries him, she has this perspective of she's bringing him good Hmm. with how she's managing her relationships before with how she's managing her heart before with Mm -hmm. how she's preparing herself. And I think that sometimes we can think that marriage is going to fix our problems, And it's not at all. It just highlights our problems. Yeah, it can magnify
1: them in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so just going to verse 23 here, I want to reverse engineer this verse. It says, her husband is known in the gates. And for those of us that like weren't back in King James time or Bible time and don't know about what does that mean? He sits in the gates. This is where the leaders, the innovators, and like the honored wise men sat. So if your husband was sitting in the gates, he was in a place of leadership and authority. And I remember reading this verse while doing the study. And at the time I was leading, I wasn't leading. (laughs) Well, I was kind of leading. I was also dating a guy that was not going to be a leader. Now everybody grows, everybody matures. And hopefully, I mean, that's hopefully what happens. You're dating a learner and a grower, but... This guy did not have the qualities or the desire to be a leader. When I looked at his friend circles, when I looked at how he was leading his own life, when I looked at all these things, and losers don't turn into leaders the moment they're married.
1: Hmm. And I
0: think we can think, oh, this guy's really cute or funny or he makes me feel good, but is he going to be a guy that's going to be respected? Hmm. And that was something that was so clear to me. When I started dating Elisha, was Elisha was a hundred percent gate sitter material. Wow. (laughs) No, I really mean that. Like he was, people had good things to say about him. He was a leader in his circles. He was leading himself in studying the word and in taking care of his body. And just like we don't turn into Proverbs 31, the moment a ring gets slipped on our finger, our husbands are going to have certain tendencies before. They are married. Hmm. And so if you want to be, you know, Mrs. Proverbs thirty one someday, she's way too busy fulfilling all these tasks to struggle with a deadweight husband. Hmm. And I think that we just need to have that mindset as single women, who are we attaching ourselves
1: to? Yeah, and you're also developing those qualities way before marriage. Yeah. You're developing those as a single person. Yes. And similarly, I mean, I think we've heard it said that I mean, I don't know if I can quote this verbatim of anybody, (laughs) but the mindset as a guy of, Hey, you know what's your, you, you, your wife is out there, you know, and how you're thinking of other women is going to affect how you think about your wife now. And, and that's definitely talked about a lot in Christian men circles around purity, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're thinking, okay, where's my mind at, how am I treating other women? Am I, am I handling myself in a level that's appropriate that, Knowing that my wife is out there and it may not be this person, you yes. know, am I conducting myself in a way that is, you know, that would behoove, um, me towards my wife and that is honoring the Lord and honoring my wife. And similarly, like you're saying, as a, you know, Proverbs 31 woman prior to marriage, who are you? Are you that lady that's, you know, I guess identified with us in way that's honored, you know, mm-hmm. and is what else do they call the Proverbs 31 woman?
0: Well, a lot of things. Um, One thing like she builds trust. Hmm. I think of this verse, verse 11, it says the heart of her husband safely trusts in her. Hmm. And I think of that when it comes to money, how she spends her time, decision making, he can trust she's going to make a good decision. And for me, when I was doing this, I translated that to the heart of her father safely trusts in her. Hmm. So maybe, I mean, fathers can be overprotective. They can also be totally uninvolved or unworthy of respect. Hmm. And They're all over the map, but I think overall, this is saying that Mrs. Proverbs 31 is trustworthy. Hmm. And so the single version of her also builds trust in relationships that are maybe authoritative relationships Mm -hmm. or in relationships where respect is, Mm -hmm. you know, given and received. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's super important. And also when I look at verse 13, she seeks wool and flax and works willingly with her hands.
1: Hmm. Like she
0: seeks out projects. She's Hmm. productive. She works Hmm. willingly, not begrudgingly. Hmm. She's like the first one to dive into the work. Hmm. And that is so helpful in motherhood. When you have babies and food and whatever else you're taking on, if you haven't applied yourself in those areas before, it's not just going to happen overnight. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, I don't know there's just so much in here i love it i totally recommend if you are single just going through if you're a single woman going through and looking at what does this what would this mean as a single woman
1: proverbs 31
0: yeah what would proverbs 31 mean and as a guy too what are you looking for does your wife have these qualities or does Mm -hmm. your girlfriend have these qualities um i love this she buys a field and plants a vineyard like mm. she's business savvy. She yes. invests her money. Yes. What, are we, what are we investing our money in as single woman? She rises while it's yet night in verse 15. She gets up. She's disciplined. She has a plan for her day, mm-hmm. right? These are all just takeaways that I had. And obviously I didn't walk perfectly in them at all. But it gives you somewhat of a guideline of like what to pursue. Mm-hmm. I guess she reaches her hands to the needy. And verse 20, she's a servant. Um, she strengthens her arms in verse 17. She works out. She what? cares about her body yeah. um, and taking care of it as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And verse 22, well, there's a couple verses in here. It says her clothing is silk and purple. So she takes care of herself. She dresses tastefully, but it also says strength and honor her, her clothing. Wow. So she dresses tastefully but she's so much more than clothing. When people look at her, they see strength and they see honor. Hmm. They aren't like, Oh wow. She's like hip and grooving and on top of the trends. And that's all they can remember when they leave, Hmm. they see past that into who she is as a person. Wow. And so I just think, I know for me being single, I wanted to be, you know, we talked about that balance in mindset. I wanted to be married so badly. (laughs) I really did. But I also wanted to be pursuing the things that the Lord has placed on my heart. Hmm. And my dad always told me whether or not this is true. I don't know what your thoughts are, Elisha, but he was like, it's way more attractive to a guy to see a girl that's actively pursuing something and that is inspiring to him too than just someone sitting there percent, Oh, 100%. And like waiting to be swept up by Prince Trump.
1: Yes. Without, without a doubt. Yes. I mean, everything that you just talked about in Proverbs 31 is just a highly, I guess, ambitious woman. She's a go getter. Mm-hmm. She's doing, she's proactive. And again, if, if that's the way she is as a wife, then you can definitely bet that that's the way she was as a single person. Mm-hmm. That She was disciplined that she was pursuing, I guess, excellence in her craft and she was helping the needy. And she, you know, she was trustworthy and that, you know, you saw honor and you saw and you saw strength when you looked at her. Um, mm-hmm. That's really inspirational. And yeah. that's a hundred percent what I saw in you when you were a single person.
0: That's what I was looking for. I just, I wanted him to say that. <laughs> that's,
1: that's the truth. No, okay. And what's cool is that you've become even more that way since, since marriage, you know, and then, and since being my wife and since being a mother.
0: Well, I just love how... This woman is so ambitious. She does so much, and yet she still has a heart for family. She has children that rise and call her blessed. She takes care of her family, and so many verses in here. And her husband, again, sits in the gates. She's not out there shining, you know, a bright, shining star, and no one knows where her husband is. Yes. And I think that sometimes that's something we need to consider, too. Are our husbands—this is for (laughs) married— people, but it's something I want to consider as a married woman is my husband shining. Like, am I, am I pushing him up? Am I encouraging him? Is he sitting in the gates? Is he a leader or am I just pursuing all these grand things on my own and not really building on my husband? Hmm. You know, because I do think that there are women that I respect in a lot of areas, but they're out and about, doing their thing and you just are like, wow, she's an awesome woman. But you mention her husband and no one really knows he exists Hmm. or no one knows who he is or what he does with his time Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I don't know. Again, life's just all about balance, but I love that she's not trampling over those relationships to, to grow.
1: Yeah. I guess. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I feel so built up by all the things Mm -hmm. that you do. And I feel that camaraderie and that synergy and it is interesting that that is, uh, you know, a byproduct of the Proverbs 31 is her husband is spoken well of. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, that's, it's really humbling as a man. And I think that I've already experienced that where my reputation has improved so dramatically because of you and because you are my wife and i am spoken better of now than I was as a single person. I mean, and so much that's because of you and who who you are and what you've done. And so I think that you are totally already showing forth the fruits of a Proverbs thirty one woman. Well, like you're <laughs> really I'm, sweet. <laughs> I'm a big time beneficiary of yep, <laughs> but.
0: but I guess, yeah, it's just it's really cool to just see how a husband's reputation does affect his wife's, and a wife's reputation does affect her husband's. Yes. Once you get married. Yes. So just having that mindset before you get married, mm. long term, do I want this guy's reputation, mm-hmm. and does or does, do I want this woman's reputation?
1: Yeah. I kind of wish I would have had that mindset more as a single person. Again, I'm so grateful with what the Lord's done and where I'm at now. Yeah. I, I couldn't ask for a better situation now, yeah, but and I think his about it. It's, is it perfect. is perfect. And that's why it's always it so interesting. Or I, I say it, there's always a catch when you form opinions on, on marriage is the, and that's why I want to be so open-handed with this is that the Lord works and he does work in crazy ways. Yeah. You know, you can. Do what you think is everything right to line yourself up to be in a great marriage, and he could choose that the timing's not right, and you don't meet that yeah. person, and then you know as soon as you stop trying, and the person comes, and and so therefore you base your you know your philosophy on it as being well once you stop trying, then you get married. You know, just yeah, funny you
0: just can't have how that works. The philosophy, like there's no timeline with marriage when it happens. I think it's so cool how my aunt saved herself for marriage. She was 46 hmm. when she got married to another guy who was like 50 or yeah, her husband really, really was close. around 50 yeah, same age. and it was both their first time being married. And it was just so cool to see how they're so perfect for each other. And you just see how the Lord was growing and leading her and growing and leading him. And I think there is that element of trust and faith. Yes, we want to be proactive in growing ourselves and growing our relationship with the Lord and in putting ourselves around potential mates. But really, the Lord's timing, he's going to decide when that spouse is right for your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, Elisha and I joke all the time because you know, we, if you guys have listened to our story, we gave it a run before, or we tried getting to know each other before we actually dated like a year and a half later. Yeah. And it didn't work the first time. And there are times when we're just like, Oh, it would have been so nice if it worked the first time we would have saved that year and a half of frustration. Yeah. But You know, we were like, we could have 10 kids by now, you know, (laughs) but in all seriousness, the Lord did so much in both of our lives throughout that year and a half. And you just see his hand working Yeah, and his timing was perfect. And so there does have to be that element of faith.
1: Yes. Just like everything else. Yeah, exactly. Marriage
0: is a work of the Lord.
1: It is. Yeah. He created it and it's a gift and there is so so many spiritual aspects to it and it is this mysterious thing it's a mystery it really is you know it's called Mm -hmm. a mystery in the bible to become one and that's nuts you know it's crazy and it's a picture of christ you know and his bride the church and and so god's totally working in that um and i just want to just like with so many different things in this world i want to have the right mindset around it so that Mm. hopefully i can impart to my children the right mindset on it not telling them how to perfectly set themselves up to get married but I want them to have good, good theology on marriage. You know, I want them to have yeah. good theology on singleness. And I want them to view these things properly. Because if you think wrong, no, no, no. Let me think about this. <laughs> if you think wrong, you can't live strong. Or something Who like that. Who said that? I don't know. I've, I've heard something along those lines.
0: I don't know if that's, a, that's one of your best one-liners.
1: Sorry. I'll, I'll retire that one then.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Anyways, Katie, what you, do you have any closing thoughts? Do you think we said anything really dumb?
0: Well, maybe. I don't know. Give us grace on this one, you guys. Give us grace on all of them on any episode you listen to. Okay. Um, But I think ultimately our hearts are that we want to have a proper mindset. Like Elisha said on marriage, we want to trust the Lord, and we also want to be proactive.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I don't think that those things have to be mutually exclusive. Right. And sometimes um, as a single person, it's easy to take one side of the bandwagon or the other. Like, I'm going to force this. Or I'm just going to sit here and wait for someone to drop on my head. Yes. And they can work together. I
1: think so too. Yes. 100% think so too. Yeah. That's good. Well, I guess we can close this thing up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening, Yeah, you guys, guys. seriously, thanks (laughs) for
1: listening. Again, I think probably, you know, Katie already asked at the beginning, but we we would love to, um, you know, read any reviews you feel so inclined to leave, to write. Uh, And we also love just seeing ratings. So if you feel like tapping on the stars... That's a huge encouragement to Katie. Now.
0: And I would say too, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, if you screenshot it and share it in your stories and tag us, that would be really fun too. It's always fun to see when you guys are listening.
1: Awesome! Very long, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.